Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail. And your co-host, Todd Reedy. And welcome to the first episode of 2024. And we are going to be covering goal setting on this episode because I want to make sure everyone has the best 2024 ever. So yeah, so I'm pretty much going to take you through what I like to do for goal setting, which is multifaceted. And then Todd has some things he's going to add, which I don't know what they are, but I'm sure it's going to be some great nuggets of wisdom. But I want to start by talking about what worked for us in 2023 and what didn't. So, Todd, what worked well for you in 2023? Yeah, so 2023 was like a pretty big year. I think our attention was pretty broad. We did lots of elopements. We did a lot of personal traveling, a lot of business traveling. We eloped. That was a freaking awesome. We had some really big, yeah, personal trips. You turned 40. So, yeah, I think we were really kind of spread out. So we did experience a lot of things, which I think was good. And But we went like really wide, but not very deep on a lot of things. So I think that was good. Kind of to dip our toes into some different stuff. We launched this podcast. So, yeah, I think we did a lot of good stuff. So what didn't work for you in 2023? I think the other side of that was... We did a lot of stuff in 2023. Yeah. So a lot of stuff that probably wasn't like all the way flushed out or mm-hmm. 100% planned or executed, <laughs> right, wrong, or indifferent. So yeah. And I think we've kind of narrowed our focus a little bit more from, I think, both personally and business. Yeah. And this podcast kind of, we're kind of finding our own way. And so I think doing all those things kind of, ha- not half ass, but like half effort has kind of give us a little bit more direction on what we need to be doing right and what we need to double down on. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. So the things that went right, I would say, I mean, financially, things went right. We made more money doing less elopements, which was cool. And like the mastermind took off. And this podcast has been super, super fun. And the response has been great. We traveled all over the place. We went to our fourth Hawaiian island. We went to Mexico. We went to Iceland, Colorado multiple times, Utah multiple times, Patagonia. We eloped in Alaska. We were all over the freaking place. I went to Florida at one point, I think. <laughs> so we our travel was 50, over 50%, which was great. But yeah, a lot of the times we would show up in places with no plan other than if we were working the elopement plan. But other than that, not much. But it's hard to plan that much travel down to the nitty gritty. But yeah, so we we traveled like 50%. I would like to travel less. I still have these dreams of fostering animals and saving farm animals and stuff like that. And you just can't do that when you're traveling half the year. And I know that's like such like, a oh, you're sad, you're upset, you travel too much, you know, but it's hard to get into a routine. And I didn't prioritize myself because we we're bouncing around so much. So I would say that was bad. I think the amount of time I spent working was good. So I think that's how I would break it down. We've been able to spend a lot of time with family, 
So we were seeing, watching our little nieces and nephew grow up, and we had a little party with all of our family, and we went out. We went out to Michigan. You went out to Dallas at one point mm-hmm. to see your brother and his family. So it's been pretty cool. So I think at the end of each year or at the beginning of each year, whichever, I want everybody to look back and like kind of think about what you really enjoyed about the year and what you didn't really enjoy. Because work-life balance is a journey. It's not a destination. It's always something that you need to kind of like practice and work to get right. So by doing that, you can kind of be like, okay, maybe we don't travel as much in 2024, although I think we probably are going to. (laughs) I think we're probably going to end up traveling just as much. But yeah, and then I want everybody also to go back to their definition of success. That was one of our very first podcast episodes. And I go into it more deeply, but I'll kind of do a little revisit where I want your definition of success to involve financial stability, where you have plenty of money, not just enough money to make pay your bills, but to actually have fun and live and save and you know, put money away for retirement and stuff. I want everyone to have creative freedom where you're working as much or as little as you want with like the type of people that you want to work with, which I feel like everyone I've worked with this year has been great. And then you want to consider your lifestyle design. So what are you prioritizing? Your family, your health, your hobbies, you know, how can you include your personal life into all of that? So let's go into setting goals for 2024. So I want everybody to start out with very specific goals because if you've ever read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, the first thing he really starts out with is to begin with the end in mind. And so that little part of the quote is something that I always tell people. But the full quote is like, to begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you're going so that you better understand where you are now and so that the steps you take are always in the right direction. I feel like so many of us can get pulled off course from achieving our goals by trends or what people think of us or whatever, like it's so easy to get pulled off course. So you have to begin with the end in mind. You have to set some goals for yourself and not just for business, but for your personal life, your family life as well. And if you've heard of SMART goals, I'm going to kind of go over those because I do think it is a smart way to make goals, but I want to go into it a little bit more. But I really want your goals to be very specific. You need to be able to break them down into smaller steps. It's great to say, hey, I want to make a million dollars, but that's not enough. (laughs) I feel like I see all this stuff about manifestation on social media these days where like you can just speak things into existence. And there is parts of that are true. Like you won't take the actions on things if your subconscious doesn't believe that you can achieve it. But you have to be able to break your goals down into steps that then turn into tasks, that turn into habits that you can consistently perform over time. That's how you can make goals. That's how you can make them specific. They also need to be measurable. You need to have metrics. And there's another quote by Peter Drucker, which is, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So you've got to have some kind of numbers or something that you're measuring over time to monitor if you're on the right path towards achieving this goal. 
the A part of SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable. A is attainable. You need to be able to visualize the goal being achieved and make sure it's not like completely out of possibility for you to achieve it. (laughs) But at the same time, I don't know what the R is supposed to be normally, but I changed it to risky because I want these goals to be outside of comfort zones a little bit. Like I want it to be strategic and specific and I want you to have all the metrics and all that stuff, but I also want it to be a step outside your comfort zone because that's where all the cool stuff is. And then also time-based, which is so great because we have a year, right? Like we're starting at the beginning of the year. This is These are going to be our goals for 2024. You can break them down into quarterly goals, which I recommend, and even monthly and weekly goals, but we're going to talk about yearly goals right now. So goals should be smart, specific, measurable, attainable, risky, time-based. So I want you to make a goal for 2024, but then you have to divide it into kind of like sub goals, which then divide into tasks that you can complete. You know, like I have a goal, I've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast, where I want to make a million dollars in a year. And I'm getting closer to that goal. At the beginning of 2023, that was like my goal for 2023 was to make a million dollars. I did not really break it down into any kind of strategy. It was like I thought it was just going to magically happen. And then I started questioning it. And then I started procrastinating. And then I realized that I was too scattered across too many offers because I launched Stoke to Quit and Stoke to Coach. And I had my inner circle and I had my elopement photographer mastermind. I had so many offers and I couldn't really put the energy into selling all of them. So yeah, like my goal to make a million dollars in 2023 just wasn't really achievable, you know? Yeah, you had the S-M-R-T, but no A. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know if I had the S part. Like it was a specific goal that you can like monitor, but I didn't break it down into the steps. Now I have the freaking steps. I know the numbers. I like reverse engineered it all. And I have clarity now. My offer suite is much smaller and it makes so much more sense. And I would say if I can't achieve it in 2024, I could definitely achieve it in 2025 because I have the freaking steps and the habits and the tasks, like everything is good to go. So let me jump in here because, so there's a quote that I've been hearing a lot lately and I think it's super relevant and I'd only heard this first line, but I'm going to read you like the three sentences that go with it. So this is from James Clear and his like super popular book, Atomic Habits. And the first line is, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Your goal is your desired outcome. Your system is the collection of daily habits that will get you there. This year, spend less time focusing on outcomes and more time focusing on the habits that precede the results. So mm-hmm. when we were kind of prepping for this, like that first line especially really seemed perfect because, yeah, we can all set these lofty goals and like pull numbers out of the air or, you know, crazy mm-hmm. bucket list things that I'm going to do this this year, but without like a system in place or the habits or like a plan, just saying something to yourself in the mirror isn't going to achieve a goal. Yeah. Even if you have all year to accomplish it, like you have to break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks or tasks to yeah. get there. Yeah. And if you're a fan of manifestation, which I am, 
I think that by breaking my big million dollar goal down into steps has made me just realize that it's more achievable than I realized. And that has helped my subconscious be more happy with that. Because I think for a while, I was very nervous about, well, if I make a million dollars, then I have to do this, that and the other thing, and I'm gonna have to work more. And like, it's like this fear of success spiral that I was in. (laughs) But it was also just not realistic. So yeah, you have to break down your goals into steps. You have to create a plan for these things, you know, like and actually like map it out. You also need to know what metrics are going to measure. Like I'm not just measuring my goal to hit a million dollars by money in my bank account. I'm also taking into account conversion rates and email list subscribers and ad spend and all this kind of stuff. And like when it comes to my members of the Elopement Photographer Mastermind, they're looking at website visitors and their average elopement price and the number of inquiries they're getting and the number of consult calls and the number of bookings and like the conversion rate between all of those. That's how you reverse engineer this stuff. That's how you create like a plan and break things down into steps, you know, and also figure out what numbers you want to measure each month. Because yeah, you can say, hey, I want to book $300,000 worth of elopements and you know, I'm going to charge eight grand per elopement. And like, I don't know, you can make all kinds of crazy goals, (laughs) but you need to have a plan in place. And you also need resources. We didn't talk about this, I don't Mm. think. But resources are important. And resources are time, knowledge, intrinsic motivation, energy, money, accountability, support, you know, like what do you need in order to accomplish these goals? I think that's really important because a lot of people are going to realize like they need more time. They need more energy. You know, maybe they need to outsource some things. That's probably actually something that I think that I maybe overlooked a lot. The resources. Mm -hmm. That's like actually a really good point about like adding that to as you're like defining what those goals are and like how you're going to get there. Yeah. Because you may be lacking a specific resource that will hinder you from getting that that goal. Yeah. Right? And it may, not that you should push off your goal, but like, I don't know, it seems like it could be a good tool to be able to set the T of the smart goal of the time frame, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's really good to like acknowledge what resources you have or mm-hmm. which resources that you need to achieve any given yeah. goal. Yeah, well, that's good. And that's why I'm thinking I might it might not be till 2025 where I hit my million dollar goal because my resources are basically like reinvesting into the business and stuff like that. And when I reverse engineered everything and looked at the numbers, I was like, this slow build towards 2025 is going to be more reasonable than a faster build in 2024 where I need more time, energy and money to accomplish it. Especially like People with children or other jobs and stuff like that, if your time is being used in some other place or your money or something and you need time and money to accomplish your goals, then yeah, it might might push your timeline out a little bit. So it'll help you be a little bit more realistic and prepared to do these goals. And then yeah, this deadline, you know, having it all be time-based is really important because if you just leave it open-ended... All my ADHD folks can relate to this. When things are open-ended, they just get pushed and pushed and pushed. So having deadlines, even if they're like artificial ones, if you're breaking down your goal into smaller steps and you have things you need to accomplish that aren't urgent, then creating some kind of false urgency, whether it's like 
you know, I have to finish this by the time this Netflix show ends, or I have to finish this at a coffee shop I'm going to or something like that. Or we've talked about doing like a trip to Mexico where it's not even about vacationing. It's about getting as much work done in like a week's time because we know we're in Mexico just to do that work. And it's work we've been putting off, you know, and now we're going to get months worth of this work we've been putting off done in like a week because that's our deadline we've made for ourselves. And then thinking about what does the person who accomplished these goals look like? You know, how can you embody that person now? Like my alter ego is millionaire Megan. (laughs) It's like, would millionaire Megan be like, you know, being like, oh, this dessert is $12. I don't know if I should get it. No, she would get the dessert she wants, you know, that kind of stuff. Not like with outside of reason, but can you embody the person? Can you embody a six-figure elopement photographer? Can you embody a million-dollar educator? Can you embody a, what do you need to embody, Todd? COO. Yeah, <laughs> COO, yeah. Like, what can you do, start doing to really like kind of put yourself in the shoes of that person who's already accomplished that goal? Because it is important to get your subconscious on board with taking the actions needed to achieve the goals. So in previous episodes, we've talked about giving yourself grace. What are your thoughts on like balancing work goals versus personal goals? And like, how do you find the happy medium there? Because mm-hmm. there's only so many resources, right? So there's only so much time in the day, so much time in the in the year to get all of these these goals achieved. Tell me more about your thought process on like, how do you prioritize that? Are there times to be pushing for personal stuff, times for business stuff? Yeah. What are your thoughts there? Well, ultimately, my thoughts are that your business should be supporting your personal life and that being an entrepreneur, like you don't want to just be an employee of your business having to work late and missing weekends or time with your friends and family and stuff like that. So I want your business to set your personal life up for success, right? I want you to have a lot of money. I want you to have a lot of time. I want you to be able to do all the things that are important to you in your personal life. But there's a time and a place for some sacrifice. It's not all easy like business gets to be easy, but it's not always easy. There are seasons where you have to push yourself and there are seasons where you do maybe sacrifice some time with your friends and family or you push your energy a little bit so that you can accomplish these things because like building a business is hard. (laughs) It's hard. And so doing it kind of like without any season of hustle is kind of unrealistic, but I don't want people hustling long-term because that's when you burn out. That's when you get resentful. And I also want people to build businesses where they don't just become employees of this business where they're literally working all the time. Like people posting on social media that they're up late editing or they spent the whole weekend doing this, that, and the other thing. Like that's not a flex. (laughs) That also doesn't communicate your value to people. I think it, I think they think it does but you shouldn't be struggling in your business. It should be easy. It should be streamlined and automated. And you should be outsourcing the things that drain your energy and doing the things that give you energy. Like it should be fun. So I think like there are seasons where it's like, okay, I have this goal to do this thing and I'm going to have to sacrifice some stuff. But ultimately it's because my goal is to 
live in a mountain town and wake up and have slow mornings on my front porch with my alpacas and my mini pigs. (laughs) you know? And then after lunch, I get to go cuddle a cow. And then I do a little bit of work. And then I I have millions in the bank. There's got to be some periods of hustle in there. And like, I will hustle now for the right reasons. But I pretty much have set myself up so that I don't really have to hustle anymore, which is good because I'm getting old and tired. (laughs) Well, another aspect of this is why I brought it up is this idea that like work will always like fill in the gaps. So like Mm -hmm. if you start your year and you don't plan your vacations or you don't plan that trip or you don't do whatever you really want to do from a personal side, your work is going to fill it in Mm -hmm. those days. And I remember some kind of quote that was like, if you don't prioritize your life, someone else will. And so the thinking here is right that we kind of fell out of this last year where we let our work trips kind of dictate our like our calendar. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of changed that for 2024 of like putting what we want to do and our personal stuff on first yeah. before we start booking elopements or before we start planning business type things. So yeah. that's kind of a newer thing to me mm-hmm. of you're always going to have work. It's yeah. always going to fill in the days. It that you're always not. expands to the the amount of time you allow it to have. Yeah. So whether you're in a, you know, a nine to five job that you have X number of vacation days, plan those days ASAP before Mm -hmm. meetings get booked and take your days back. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're like in the fortunate space to like be more proactive about that because we're doing it and Mm -hmm. we'll see how 2024 goes. But our 2023 kind of got scheduled around work, which Mm -hmm. we're going to beat it this year. Yeah. We're going to do better. Yeah. So essentially what Todd's talking about is you want to have, like, I recommend everybody gets a, a wall calendar, a 2024 wall calendar. We've been using them for years, but like to space out what we wanted as far as elopements go and stuff like that and how many elopements we wanted to book and whatever. But now using it to basically plan all of 2024 and like we scheduled all the events that I'm doing for my coaching business. Like those are already on the calendar for the whole year of 2024. We have the elopements that we've booked so far on there. We're only taking on a couple more. And then we also have all of our personal travel already blocked off for the most part. We still need to like finalize some dates and it might change depending on airline prices or whatever, because we haven't like booked all the things, but we are planning on doing quite a few personal trips this year. Whereas in 2023, we did mostly work trips with like a couple personal thrown in there, but we really want to prioritize personal travel over work travel for 2024. So we're, we've got like 2024 planned out. And I recommend that to everybody, even if it's not like a bunch of travel stuff, at least cross out the weekends that you want off. And if you're freaking exhausted after working three weeks in a row, then cross out one of those weeks and stick to your guns, you know? <laughs> say no to the things we have turned down so many inquiries for elopements because we are prioritizing ourselves and that's really cool to me and i don't know how we'd be able to do that without our crappy 12 month wall calendar (laughs) yeah it like shows the whole and i don't mean like one where you like flip the pages it has like all 12 months like right out there and it's like a dry erase board thing and you can see it by quarter and we just have everything up there. So we like consult that calendar for everything. 
it's just a different at least visually you get something out of it different than just like scrolling like on a three-day calendar on your phone or Mm -hmm. like obviously we're not scheduling things like to the hour on that big big ass calendar but it is it's nice to see it like as a whole to see like oh shoot like july is super busy probably Mm -hmm. should not make august like that yeah (laughs) um whereas sometimes like when you're jammed into like your small little screen of a google calendar Mm -hmm. you may kind of lose what do they say lose the forest for the trees it gives you a, a way to step back and see the whole thing as a big picture which is good and then it also makes it easier at the end of the year when you're like hey I'm really burnt out or I'm doing great. Like, what did that calendar look like where you're doing great, you know, compared to the one where maybe you got burnt out and like, don't repeat the burned out calendar. (laughs) And I also, because so at the end of 2023, I had the 2023 calendar and the 2024 already starting to get lined up. And I was like, oh, it's taking up too much room. So I cut the old months out of the 2023 calendar off. (laughs) And I'm like, kind of kicking myself for that because now... I like want to see how badass of a year we had yeah. in 2023 because like we did a lot of cool stuff. We went on a lot of trips and like, so 2024 is going to stay up there the whole time, even though, yeah, this is my struggle of like trying to be minimalistic and I don't know, <laughs> it's dumb, but I'm learning. So here's something that I learned in 2023 that I did poorly that I've learned and I'm going to do better in 2024. Yeah. It's the little things. So what are your goals for 2024? All right. So I've broken them down into... Oh, he's prepared. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did three goals so far. Mm-hmm. And this is like one kind of personal goal, one podcast-related goal, and then one business-related goal. So the first one is my personal goal, and it's kind of a broad, just be healthier. So as we've talked about before, 2023 wasn't great for me and or Megan, uh, (laughs) from our health standpoint, we just didn't prioritize it. So it is a really broad goal, but I have it like broken down into steps and actually down into like habits that I'm tracking. Yeah. So be healthier. And like the metric of that obviously is like my headspace and my, my happiness Mm -hmm. and then weight and other like body measurement type things. Yeah. So that's the personal goal. So my second goal is the podcast goal, and so I'll just read it, as to strive to make this podcast more impactful. And so kind of the bullet points that are underneath that are to be better researched and prepared for the different episodes. So a lot of times, I mean, this is stoked with Megan McPhail, and uh, for the first little bit, I like truly fell into like the sidekick role. But I don't know. I feel like the episodes that have more value are like more of the dialogue back and forth between us. So I want to be better prepared. And you always bring some good knowledge tidbits that I never would have thought of because our brains are so different. Yeah. Um, And our backgrounds are so different. They are. Yeah. And so I want to, again, kind of done more research and be ready to then not only have my little nuggets, but also to ask you better questions and like get more out of your thoughts out into the airwaves. So the second nugget of that is to facilitate new guests, to give us and to give the listeners like new perspectives and different knowledge, right? So we're just two different people that have lived our own like little journeys to this point. But there's a lot of other really smart folks that have done a lot of different things Mm -hmm. that I think can be shared with with our listeners. So yeah, and I've loved some of the guests we've had. I've really loved the guest episodes. Yeah, so look forward to more diverse guests in 2024. And the last little nugget there is to help you, that being Megan, on other podcasts to broaden our reach and increase our listenership. Yeah. So yeah, I think you have a lot of good things to say and like getting those 
nuggets out to other folks, I think it'll be good. Um, yeah. Not only for those listeners and those podcasters to like get your perspective, but also to hopefully bring those folks to our podcasts and learn more about us and what we have to share. Yeah. And we have seen an uptick on, because we keep track of our metrics, as you should with everything. We keep track of our numbers. And it was November, right? Where I think we got like a 30% increase of listeners. And that overall, like our listeners do a really good job of like listening to the whole episode, which is a big metric. Like a lot of podcasts, you know, people might tune in for a few minutes and then drop out or tune in for 10 minutes and then drop out. But a lot of our listeners actually listen to the full episode, which is really cool. We've gotten lots of good feedback about it. So yeah, we definitely want to reach bigger audiences is definitely the goal. And then the final goal is my like business goal. So from a business standpoint of like helping support the mastermind and Megan's education. So like I've in my email for like the last, I don't know, six months or so, I've been like signing it as chief operations officer, but it's kind of been a no or misnomer because I've really just kind of been a glorified like assistant. <laughs> um, so, uh, again, a very broad goal of like really to like lean into that title and like actually become the chief of operations. So I think there's a lot of nuggets to that, which don't need to be included yeah. here, but yeah, kind of owning that role. Yeah. And, and like making it your own. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, I don't have any expectations of what a COO does. I want you to own it yeah. <laughs> and be it and babysit me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How about yours? My goals? Okay. So personal is definitely to prioritize myself and get in better shape. It's weird being 40 years old. I just want to make sure that I have a good body to take with me into old age, you know? <laughs> So it's a big personal goal. And I really, I really do want to get back into helping animals, you know, because that was a huge part of my life and what I worked towards being a veterinarian. And, you know, now I feel like I have the time and the resources to help animals. I'm just not home enough. So I really do want to try to incorporate that by either fostering puppies or kittens or old dogs or senior dogs or whoever or rehabbing wildlife or something like that. I also, our plan is to buy another house or property in 2024. So that's in the works. We might be buying my parents' neighbor's house, depending on how that goes, which will be interesting. There's also like a 40-acre property I was looking at. We've also been looking at houses in Santa Fe so I can be closer to my brother and his family. So that's kind of all up in the air, but I feel like it's going to unfold the way it's supposed to. We're just kind of like in a waiting stage right now. So that's the personal stuff. As far as the podcast, I just echo your goals. I mean, I want more people to find this podcast and I want more guests and I want to be a guest on more podcasts. I just want to open up our audience because I feel like we have a lot of good things to say. And ultimately, I'd really love to write a book. I actually did like a mentorship with these two wonderful women that helped me create like an outline for a book back in like 2021. And I haven't done anything with that. And I think I need to start and like start prioritizing that. Oh, you think that's going to happen this year? I mean, it's going to happen whenever I make it happen. Yeah. And like, why do I keep stalling? So 
So there's that. And then business wise, I know I keep saying like, I want to make a million dollars in a year, which is great and cool. And then eventually I'd love to make $10 million in a year and like all this crazy shit. But really what my goal comes down to for 2024 is I really want to change the education industry because I feel like a lot of people are able to hide bad offers behind good marketing. And I want educators to show their success rates and be results-based and stuff. Like I want there to be more transparency. I really want, I don't know. I just have this feeling like I kind of had to spend 2023 looking inward kind of on who I wanted to be as an educator because I learned a lot of things of like what the industry standards were for education and like what this person does and what that person does and what they recommended to me. And some of those things I did, but they didn't resonate with me. And so now I'm kind of like reworking things in a way that feels a lot better to me and isn't necessarily the industry standard, but makes sense because my priority is getting results for people and not just making a quick buck. Like I want to make a million dollars a year doing something that has genuinely changed the lives of hundreds to thousands of people. I don't want to make a million dollars on a offer that nobody finishes <laughs> or no one gets results from and call that a success. Like I that's not what I want to be. So I feel like I've really realized a lot this year. And maybe that's why the financial growth wasn't this year, because it was me finding myself in an industry where I don't agree with a lot of the things that are happening. And so I have kind of had to pave my own way. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been thinking about. I'm really excited for 2024. And I think my 40s are going to be my best decade. Yeah. So once you make your 2024 goal and you break it down into steps and break it down into tasks and habits and you know what you're going to be measuring, you know, you're going to want to make sure that you check in with this goal. And like we measure our metrics monthly to make sure that we're on track. So that goes for like business, like my education business, but then also elopements. And that's why I teach all my students is to measure all their metrics once a month. So that way you can kind of keep track of how you're doing and what your progress to the school looks like. And if you're getting off track, you can reevaluate things, but you definitely don't want to set a goal and then just sit on it until the end of the year and then be like, oh, I didn't accomplish it. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to not accomplish it, even though you are measuring it and working towards it. And it's like a monthly thing where you're updating your progress and maybe you don't hit it, but then you should have a pretty good idea of why you didn't hit it and what work you you still need to do in what time frame, right? I mean, that was really this year for me as far as coaching goes. Like I didn't hit my goals, but I know exactly why I didn't. And that's very valuable information. Whereas if you're not tracking and you don't know why you didn't hit the goal in the time frame, then it's very easy to kind of be like, oh, I suck. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like monitoring or like reevaluating periodically will give you a good chance to like either recalibrate, like is this goal still relevant and is it still worth pursuing? 
-hmm. If it is, great. And then do you need to make, you know, maybe steps one went well, but two and three, eh, that's probably maybe you're taking you in the wrong direction than where you are currently. So Mm -hmm. reevaluating and whether that's, again, like on a, like Megan said, like on a monthly basis, or if it's a smaller thing that you need to like measure your weight daily. Yeah. So it just depends on whatever that goal is. So yeah, making periodic checkpoints, putting it on your calendar to evaluate if your goals are still relevant. Mm -hmm. Are you still on the right path? Do you need to recalibrate? And I love that word recalibrate. Yeah. That's such an engineering word, I feel like. But yeah, I feel like just like what I said, if you're monitoring it and measuring it, then you're going to know why and how you're going off track, what you need to change and do. And so then, yeah, if you don't hit your goal, it's not this big thing where you're upset with yourself. You know, it's like, well, I learned and I'm going to change it and now I'm going to hit it. Now I'm going to do the dang thing. A lot of times that's, you know, some life lessons that you have to learn along the way to get you there. And it might take you longer than you think that it will, but that's okay because time passes anyway. So you might as well be working towards goals than just settling for what you got. So, well, I thought this was a pretty good little goal setting episode. (laughs) Yeah. Feel free to message us with your 2024 goals. That'd be fun. And we shared ours and yeah, it's time to, time to get to work. So thanks for listening. Happy 2024. Yeah. Happy 2024. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.